We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're brought to you by betonline.ag. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. Blue Wire has some exciting news with Baron Davis joining the network. Uh, He's going to have his own podcast. There'll be an official announcement coming up. That's very exciting. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. I'm here, as always, with Jason Pat. Jason, feels like a very strange time to be doing a basketball podcast. There's just more important things going on in the world right now. Obviously, the news cycle has been dominated by uh, the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis by a local police officer, the response around the country, including in Chicago. Uh, I've actually been living in Iowa for the last couple weeks temporarily. I'm staying with my girlfriend, so I've been outside of the city. Uh, I can, you know, I can only imagine just the charged atmosphere that's going on locally and all over the country. And you know, I know that I've just been so angry and so sad uh, seeing the murder of George Floyd. And you know, I can only imagine how a black person feels having to live with this like every single day, the threat of this every time they leave the house. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, so much of the talk over the last couple nights has been uh, focused on the protests and the riots. All I'm going to say is that if you care more about some broken windows and some burning buildings and the loss of human life, then I don't know what to tell you. There's there's more important things happening. And uh, my heart goes out to, to everyone involved in those situations. And I'm just so fucking angry and fucking tired, man. And I can't imagine how how a black person feels to be totally honest. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading of all this and I am in the city. I do live in the city. I am on the North side. I have, so I've not been in the middle of this, uh, but it's been crazy to see. Uh, and like you said, yeah, I mean, there's obviously been, there's a ton of information out there. There's misinformation. Like it's, there's, it's such a complicated situation. Like you said, and I've, I've, I've just been trying to read and listen to all these people. I trust you, especially black people and people of color who have talked, who they're all these important voices. I'm just trying to, 
learn, just get more of their perspective than rather than me just going and spouting off. Obviously, the, the murder of George Floyd, awful. This is also comes on the heels of the the deaths of like Ahmaud Arbery in I believe that was Georgia, and then there was Breonna Taylor. I think it was in Louisville. Just, I mean, obviously, we, this ha- this happens just all the time. Just the the deaths of black people at the hands of police, at the hands of whatever it's vigilantes like Arbery was like, it's, it's crazy stuff. It's obviously bad. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to learn more about these situations and listen to people who have these, have, li- have lived these experiences and learned about it. And it's also been, it has been good to see some of the NBA players getting out there like Jalen Brown. Uh, said, I think he drove 15 miles or 15 hours uh, to a protest and he led a peaceful protest. He's, he's been very outspoken. We've always known Jalen Brown's a really smart, thoughtful guy and just kind of see him lead the way him and Malcolm Brogdon, who's also, also very, very smart guy. He were, they were protesting together. I believe they call Malcolm Brogdon the president. I think that's one of his nicknames. Uh, and a bunch of other guys just, uh, taking part in these protests, these protests. I think Jordan Clarkson was out there. Uh, we've just seen a lot of guys just being very outspoken about it on Twitter. Obviously LeBron's had thoughts, uh, Steph Curry, I know, has had thoughts about George Floyd's murder as well. So just seeing them use their platform as they have and just using that more and more, uh, that, that has been good to see. And obviously, hopefully they continue. Uh, it is definitely just a very, <coughs> it's just a it's just a wild situation. Like I said, I'm just going to continue to learn, try to help out. I know there have been, people have been sending links around on Twitter if you can like help out with like bond, like bond uh, payments and like helping with like medical stuff, like whatever you can do to help uh, the situation. Uh, it's definitely good. And obviously a lot of these people, I know my, like Monty Williams spoke out as well. Masai Ujiri, it's all these guys just talking about change. MJ said something as well. Uh, and obviously you need change. What just widespread change here, but with how, I mean, just like police with just the whole systems, uh, because if you're going to fix this kind of the systemic racism, racism and all that kind of stuff, you need widespread change. So it's, it's been definitely, it's been a wild time. And like you said, we are, we are going to talk some basketball here. Uh, aside from these NBA guys and all these guys being involved with these protests, we there has been some news on the the return to play front. Again, it's kind of crazy to even just consider this return to play stuff at this time with all these protests going on. But there has been news this week uh, about the NBA. There was a board of governors meeting on Friday, um, and there's no vote yet. But it sounds like there's going to be a vote this upcoming week, and it sounds like one of the um, uh, proposals that's maybe t- gaining on more steam is either like a 20 team or a 22 team proposal. The 20 team would be the 16 playoff teams plus the four, like the Blazers, Kings, Spurs, and Pelicans. Uh, and then the 22 team would also add the Wizards and Suns. I believe that was with teams within six games of playoff spot, if they're not in the playoffs. That would obviously leave the Bulls out. The Bulls are eight games out right now. So right as of right now, there's nothing off, quite off the table yet, but the way it's trending right now is that the Bulls will not be back. I know there was... Uh, they were trying to get back in the, for the limited workouts at the Advocate Center finally on Friday. That was put, I believe, that was pushed back to Wednesday to to line up with the Phase Three opening. But now Mayor Laura Lightfoot said, with all these protests going on, that might be pushed back as well. So I'm not totally sure when the Bulls will actually be back in the Advocate Center for limited workouts. But either way, it looks like the Bulls might not be back unless unless they end up agreeing to like a 24 team where they bring all 30 teams back. But does not look like that's going to happen right now. I, we talked about this briefly last week. Like we're obviously totally fine if the Bulls are finished, then they can go fire Jim Boylan and move on and with the rest of the roster. But uh, any other any other thoughts on these return to play proposals? Yeah, I think that for like the champion to be recognized as a legitimate champion, it's best to keep things as normal as possible uh, if the league is going to return and. Man, at this point, I don't even really know if the league should return. Like, right, yeah. uh, 
You know, you like the virus is just still very right, present yeah. in our We're daily lives, in even yeah. though Americans have kind of gotten like bored and fed up and they've just sort of decided that like quarantine is over and social distancing is over. It seems like it's that way in a lot of places, at least. But the virus is still very much part of our daily lives. And I think that it's going to be a huge risk if the NBA does return to play. Uh, and if it happens, and I think it likely will, and I pray that the players are able to stay safe and not only the players, but all the people like yeah. tangentially related to the league, working around the league uh, and working around, you know, Disney, if if that's going to be the host of it. I think that it's in their best interest to keep things as normal as possible. And that means that not doing some kind of. Uh, you know, like World Cup style group play to see who gets in or to see how the <laughs> seed should shuffle. To me, do it East versus West. Uh, do it seeds one through eight. Obviously, in the East, the top eight is totally taken care of already. In the West, everyone is really close just in terms of like seeding position. So I don't really know the best way to go about that. But from my perspective, I think that you can almost just start the playoffs right away and whatever it is, it is. I know the league probably desperately wants the Pelicans to try to be a factor in this return to play because they think Zion will equal ratings. Uh, they're correct about that. Absolutely. But, you know, I worry about someone like Zion even getting hurt after such yep. a long layoff. Uh, so to me, just keep it normal. One through eight in the West. East plays the West. Like there, there are some uh, really creative ideas out there to either determine the last few seeds or to reshuffle the order of the seeds. But uh, either way, whenever a cramp, a champion is crowned this year, like this season's going to come with an asterisk, right? Because they didn't finish the regular season because there was this huge break before the playoffs. So I think just for like the legitimacy of the champion being recognized well into the future, it's in the league's best interest to keep it as standard as possible. Yeah, and I, I would be more open to doing something crazy, like you mentioned, like the World Cup style, where you'd bring like twenty teams and like have like whatever four or five different like uh, groups, and they'd play like the group play. Like I'd be more into that. Like if they hadn't already played eighty percent on the regular season, uh, it was like I mean, you've again you've played most of the regular season. Like you, you have an idea of like who's good and like who deserves to be there. And like that was my big thing with the Bulls. Like I know some people just like want the Bulls, just whatever, get a chance, like whatever. I understand that if you want that, but like, for me, like. The Bulls had 65 games to do anything, and they sucked ass. They don't deserve to get a shot in the playoffs. Like, I would say, I would say, I mean, the Wizards and Suns, I feel like, is even going further. Like, I, I can live with, like, the, whatever, the Pelicans, they want Zion, and the Blazers with Dame and all that, whatever. I, I mean, those teams are, like, eight, nine games under 500, too. So, like, even, even that's pushing it for me. I can at least understand it a bit more. And if they're going to, whatever, they're going to do some play-in tournament. It sounds like they want to ha- play regular season games to get warmed up and then do a play-in tournament, possibly, and then go to the playoffs. Like, one of the other things I've been wondering is it looks like the return to date schedule or uh, like the day they want to return is July 31st. I'm just curious, like how long this is all going to take. Like if they're, if they're going to do regular season games, like whatever, five to eight, if they're going to do a play in tournament and then like a full playoffs, like I feel like then you're getting into like what mid October, early October for this season to finish. And then like, what are you going to start next season still on Christmas? Or is that going to start in January? So I'm just really curious to see if they do go through with this just how the schedule is going to play out and then how that would affect next season as well. And you mentioned stuff with like Zion and injuries. You definitely worry about after this long layoff guy and if they're going to, or if they're going to try to like compact how the schedule, like, are they going to play like more back-to-backs? Like, will they be doing playoff back-to-backs? 
Uh, like there's just, there's still just so many questions. So like, yeah, it just, it still is just kind of weird to think about how this is going to happen, but they're clearly going to try. They have just, there's just so much money on the line and it sounds like they're just trying to thread the needle between bringing all 30 teams back and like doing regular season and then playoffs and then trying to make it as fair as possible versus entertainment. And it sounds, it seems like they're going to settle on either 20 or 22 teams, but again, uh, nothing's been settled yet. sounds like that. Hopefully that will happen this week. I think Thursday they said there was going to be a vote, but uh, I guess we'll see. There's Again, there's so much up in the air, so many questions. Yeah, and we might not have a live Bulls game to talk about until Christmas. I know. Which is really wild. And I think that, you know, that's probably a good thing for the Bulls because Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley running the front office now are going to have uh, a lot of people to evaluate, like, inside of the organization and a lot of like infrastructure to build within the organization. Like they've talked about, uh, you know, investing in the player development side. I think that there is going to be a lot of investment. At least I hope that ownership's on board with that. And all this time off that the Bulls are likely to have will hopefully help them, you know, find the best people for those positions and sort of build up the organization uh, in ways that have been ignored in the recent past. So uh, it, it is crazy to think about, though, that, you know, if the NBA does finish out this year, we are very likely looking at a Christmas start for next season and the Bulls are not going to be involved most likely in whatever happens in the return of this season so man it's going to be a long time before we get to watch the Bulls play another game uh frankly I wouldn't be mad about it besides for the (laughs) fact that I have to do a Bulls podcast every weekend and (laughs) thankfully you guys listen to it and follow along and we really appreciate Jason and I do the feedback we get on Twitter the reviews we get on iTunes and everything you guys give us so you know, if there's things that you want us to do and you want us to cover, let us know. Jason, we're probably going to have to start getting creative because yeah, we'll have the draft coming up and I'm sure we'll have a little bit of free agency. Not that the Bulls have much room there, but we're going to have a long time before we're actually talking about real Chicago Bulls basketball again. Yeah, absolutely crazy. There was a bit of new Bulls news today. It looks like it looks like uh, formerly of ESPN. Uh, he did some games filled in for Neil Funk uh, the last Year or two, I believe, uh, looks like Adam Amin will be taking over as the full-time uh, play-by-play host. So congrats to him, if that is indeed true, if that gets confirmed. Uh, I can't say I have a really strong opinion of his work either way. But, uh, I mean, obviously, like, Neil Neil Funk is a legend. He's been around forever since the Dynasty days. It definitely has been time. He's definitely lost his fastball. It's, uh, it'll be nice to get some new blood in there with Stacey. Uh, but congrats to him. So that Yeah, Adam. At quick. Adam Amin thoughts. Yeah, Adam Amin's a great guy. Do you know him at all? He's obviously very online. So uh, if people, you know, I'm sure if you want to like get to know him a little bit or congratulate him, you can see him on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. I've met him a few times. We have a couple mutual friends. I remember I was hanging out with him at a bar. This is probably like two (laughs) years ago. And we were talking about our mutual love of the Taking Back Sunday album Louder Now. So it's good to know that he's a... a lifelong emo kid as well. But Adam Amin, I think, is an awesome guy. He's working full-time with Fox now, I think, calling college football and some baseball. So, uh, you know, adding the Bulls to his workload is just really impressive. He's a Chicago guy. I believe he's a Bulls fan, too. So, uh, to me, that's the best person for the job. And I think the Bulls fans are really going to love him being in the play-by-play seat. And him and Stacey King should bring some, like, really cool different perspectives uh is a tandem in the booth yeah it'll be a nice nice fresh start for the team with let's finish up here uh we're gonna keep it short this week uh with your western illinois uh your tale of the the leathernecks 
Yeah, so I've been doing this thing. I guess the general idea was that I was going to take the worst team in College Hoops 2K8, which is the last college basketball video game made by 2K Sports. I'm playing on an Xbox 360. I moved not only my 360, which I got when I was in college in like 2006, but also my TV to Iowa two weeks ago so I could keep doing this in Iowa. And the season I was just in was season 11. We were undefeated. We were 35 and 0. Uh, coming into the final four, which was last night, we streamed the final four. We had previously live streamed the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. I won both those games, beat Kansas in the Sweet 16, beat Florida in the Elite Eight. We're 35 and 0. We're going in to play Michigan State. I'm thinking that our team is going to win an undefeated national championship. We're going to be the first undefeated national champion since Indiana in 76. Uh, Sean May's dad was on that team. That's how long ago we're talking since someone's actually run the table in college basketball. And what happens? Michigan State stomped us. They beat us by 19 <laughs> points. They whooped our ass. Uh, and, oh, no. <laughs> you know, I there there has been like great support throughout this. Uh, people have been really invested in the project. I've been getting a lot of great donations from people. I've been getting tons of feedback from people who have told me that uh, I've inspired them to, you know, try to find a copy of the game, which is now going for something like 120 bucks online. So I hope mine doesn't break. because There's only so many copies of this game left that still work. Uh, but yeah, I'm still doing it. I'm writing at rickyodonnell.substack.com. I'm just going to continue doing this series, I think, uh, for a little bit. And then I'll see, I'll see what happens from there. But uh, it's been pretty fun. I really wanted to have my Western Illinois team be an undefeated national champion. It did not happen. Hopefully we'll be back. And also Next some year. like actual piece of Western Illinois news is that, you know, they hired Nick Irvin as an assistant coach who was the head coach of Morgan Park High School, one of the premier high school programs in the state. Uh, he coached Io DeSumo, who had just was just a sophomore guard at Illinois. Uh, I believe he was player of the year when he was a senior. Charlie Moore was another kid, a guard to Paul who came through Morgan Park. Uh, he was player of the year as a high school player. So Western Illinois hired Nick Irvin as an assistant. Their actual head coach, Rob Jeter, is a Chicago guy. And they have been landing some pretty interesting recruits. They landed Ramion Hinton out of, I believe, Curie uh, this week, who is supposedly the... Uh, best recruit in program history. So hopefully I'm doing the actual Leathernecks, uh, giving them some good mojo moving forward. And hopefully oh, yeah. actual Western Illinois, a school I have no ties to at all. I don't even know a single person who went there. Uh, hopefully, you know, local college basketball can improve a little bit because uh, since Loyola's run, it's been a, a tough time for the schools in state. And I know that like that school and a lot of the local universities are just uh, in tough financial times right now. So good for coach Jeter at Western Illinois and for Nick Irvin. And uh, you know, hopefully they can build a legit program there. Absolutely. Again, go follow Ricky stuff and this great, great story that he's been doing with Western Illinois and NCAA 2K8, I believe that was. Uh, that'll be all for us this week. Like I said, we we're going to keep it short this week with all the stuff going on. Again, we just wanted to touch in and touch on some of the stuff and some of the NBA return to play stuff, but that'll be all for us this week. Uh, we will be back again. Hopefully, if they do this vote this upcoming week, we'll have some more takes on that, but uh, that's all for us this week. As always, shout out to Bet Online. Uh, sh- shout out to Blue Wire, of course. Uh, shout out to them and bring in Baron Davis on. That's awesome. That's awesome for us as a network, helping us grow. Uh, for our podcast, Cash Considerations, as always, please give us your feedback, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your pods. 
We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all those places. So we're Jason and Ricky. Have a good one, guys. Stay safe and all that, all that stuff. So take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.